Hello, you guys, and welcome back to It's Abundance, the podcast, but specifically episode two of our sister series. So if you're new and you are just joining us today, we have a series for September where we're going to have four women in Christ joining us on the podcast to just share their journeys, their stories, and their walk with Jesus. And last week we had True talking about pride. This week we have somebody extra special, one that I've been begging for for weeks about, My mom, Amber Jones, is coming to talk about her past and your past and what that looks like to let go of and be renewed in Christ and put on the new self. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's so good. I am so excited for today's episode. She has such an incredible testimony and such incredible insight for us teenagers and uh, young adults just growing and trying to pursue a relationship with Christ. You guys, I can't even explain it. Anyway, I would love to hear your guys' feedback on last week's episode as well. What did you think about Pride? What did you think about that conversation with True? I would love to hear your guys' feedback. What do you want to hear? All of the above. Also, if you are liking these episodes and you are loving It's Abundance, the podcast, I would really appreciate you guys giving it a review, sharing with a friend. It really, really helps the podcast grow and helps it get to more people and reach even more of this incredible community loving Christ. Also, if you're new here or you didn't catch it, we have a book coming in just a couple months. It's a memoir that I've been working on for so long about my story with anorexia and eating disorder and my freedom found in Christ, you guys. I am so excited to get my words that have been in my mind into a physical copy in your hands. I am super, super pumped, but today... You get a little sneak peek if you're listening to this. I'm going to share a little bit of a chapter with you. This chapter is called My Shadow. I'm no longer afraid of it. There is no mistaking the truth that my shadow will always be with me. My past is a part of me. And hopefully my past can change your future. Let me tell you another thing about shadows. We know when we stand in the sun, there is going to be a shadow behind us. The brighter the sun, the less prominent the shadow is, the lighter and weaker. Let me say that again. When you stand in the light, your shadow is weaker. Reader, run to the light. You don't have to be afraid of your shadow any longer. It's a galaxy more dark than light, but the light makes it worthwhile. Life is worthwhile. You are made for more. My shadow presented an embarrassing side of me, and I just wanted so desperately to hide from. Now my shadow is a piece of art that I can display for somebody else. You too can put your shadow in a museum for others to marvel over the demons you've defeated. You can be proud that you chose life. I am proud of you. All right, now that you got a little taste of what that book is, now you can just get super excited, and we can hear from our Heavenly Father, in this scripture of Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked. You were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Oh my goodness, you guys. With that, let's dive into this absolutely incredible testimony 
from my beautiful and wonderful mother, Amber Jones. I'm <laughs> I'm Amber Jones and um conversation <laughs> i've been begging mom for months to join us and here she is she has the flu and we're sitting on my floor laughing and crying okay mom can you just introduce <coughs> yourself <laughs> even though i think they know <laughs> okay mom as you can you? see we have a good time together um i am <laughs> addison's mom I have been married for 23 years to my best friend. I have four kids. Um, Addison is the second to the oldest. Our oldest is getting married this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying homeschool. This will be our third full year of homeschool. And um, that's been a fun journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's been fun to watch Addison uh, take off with this podcast and write her books. And so I'm glad that she asked me to be a part of it today. Aww, I'm so glad that you're here. Okay, you guys. Mom has some good stuff today to bring to this table. Mom, can you just share a little bit about your testimony and how you found God? Yeah, so that's it's got to gotta go back to when I was little because that's kind of where I feel like things started. Um, my parents got divorced when I was young. I was three and my brother was one. And um, <clears throat> through that, I didn't realize till later in life um, how much that was affecting me. But I have a specific memory that I've shared with the kids and the family and that memory is the um, the day that my dad left when they were divorced and he moved out. And I, I don't have a lot of memory. Nobody does really of three years old. But I remember that clearly, um, him, you know, leaving that day. In fact, <clears throat> I've asked him recently if, if what my memory is is correct. And he said, yes, he believes so. That um, I remember a suitcase falling down the stairs, which is how I remember, how I know that that memory is real. Yeah. Um, because sometimes you wonder if those, those are just put in your head or whatever. But anyways, as time went on um, and I got older, I, I realized that that memory, that moment really affected my decisions with relationships in a whole. Not just, you know, friendships, but also boys and things like that as I got to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those things were just really feeling like I was never good enough and always worried that people would walk out of my life or that I'd lose people by not being what they thought I should be. You know, you sort of conform to what somebody thinks or believes because you want to have friends and you want boys to like you and things like that. So, but as I got older, I realized that that definitely was something that I would always go back to is that memory. And, um, it wasn't until, I mean, I, you know, I asked Jesus to be in my heart and I accepted him as my savior when I was seven out of fear of going to hell. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I got older uh, and I was in relationships where, you know, I really just trusted guys to take care of me and to, that's where I got my worth from really was if a guy thought I was pretty and if I did everything he wanted, then I felt like, okay, I have worth. That was kind of my, my, I don't know. That was just the cycle I was in for years and um, 
it wasn't until I was in like a, a relationship it, that broke off and it was ugly breakup and I just was kind of done. I had been in relationships one after another after another of just not godly relationships and um, after that relationship I was sitting in my bedroom and I remember just it was downpouring rain and I was sitting on my window seat and I just started crying to God just please forgive me you know for all that I had done um, in relationships and had just not valuing myself and putting that you know trust into these guys and relationships that weren't healthy um, and I, I just begged for forgiveness and said help me start over and I specifically remember him saying you're forgiven now forgive yourself and move on and it was amazing it was incredible and that moment actually I asked him to be my personal savior again but real I really meant it and I felt his love and I felt things begin to change now did they change right away no, but my next relationship ended up being my husband. Wow. So that's kind of where, that's kind of where that, you know, when I asked Jesus to be in my life and I felt his forgiveness and I was able to move on, um, he helped me know that, you know, he'll never leave us. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about him leaving because I knew he'd never leave. Wow. And that is such comfort. And I think it can be comfort for a lot. I mean, it can be comfort for anyone who's struggling with something or worried about, you know, what they've done in their past or not making someone happy. And I don't know. I just, I share this with my kids and we, we, it comes up a lot. So yeah. I wanted to share it. Um, I love too what you said just about him saying to you, okay, now it's time for you to forgive yourself. Yeah. Like, I think that's such a crucial part, like to understand and to grasp the idea that, yes, my Heavenly Father has forgiven me, but there's something inside of me that is going to hold on to this, and mm -hmm. it's important that you recognize it and you bring it up and you choose to forgive yourself. Exactly. I think that's really good. Okay, my next question for you, you touched on it a little bit, but how has your past and your story and your incredible testimony affected your life today? What have you learned from it? That's a heavy one, Addie. <laughs> Um, I, I've learned a lot. I've learned number one that, and I think I said this before, but my worth, no man, no person other than God can fill that void of, and, and make you feel what you're really worth. Um, you can't expect to get any, all of that from one person or from one relationship. People will fail you. Um, but God is always there and he never leaves. And and the way that that's really helped me in my marriage, in my friendships, my relationships with my parents, with people, um, with my kids, is to realize that we're going to mess up, but we can forgive just like Jesus forgives us. And if you can accept his forgiveness, you need to forgive yourself. Because mm -hmm. if he forgives you, you need to forgive yourself. And you need that your whole life because there will be things that you do that are going to be frustrating and disappointing to your friends, to your family, to yourselves. And, um, yeah, just, I think that freedom of knowing that God will never leave is huge because you will always have him. You don't have to fear, um, people leaving because he's always there. Yeah, that's good. And 
I think some consequences to not being able to forgive yourself and to let go of that past and to accept the forgiveness of Jesus is it like just reveals itself in so many ways. I mean, attachment issues like mm-hmm. you talked about, um, just like depression, so much anxiety. What well, oh, like what are time. some other ways that you would say? Um, like why is it important to let go of your past? What are the consequences of not? You you if you don't let go of your past, you're going to keep living in that. Um, shame or that Mm -hmm. fear or all those things aren't from God. So if you don't, if you hold on to those, you won't have the freedom to really experience what God has in store for you because you're holding on to something that isn't from him. Yeah. And um, as soon as you let go of that and you, you're, you realize that that stuff in your past doesn't define you. Right. Because we've all had, we all have pasts, we all have stuff we have stuff yesterday that we don't like. If we hold on to everything that we do that disappoints us or disappoints others and hold on to it, then you're not going to live the way that God wants you to because you're going to hold on to stuff that he's already forgiven you for. So why hold on to it? Right. I guess it just makes it so that it's harder to be who he made you to be. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I, I try to tell you guys and I try to share with other people that, you know, holding on to that only hurts you more. Yeah. It's ironic, too, because I know in Scripture, too, it talks about the fullness of joy. And it's funny because the fullness of joy is found in God and through Christ, through the forgiveness that he gave to us. Exactly. Without works or without being perfect, he willingly gave us that freedom of forgiveness and um, escape from the chains of our past. And by us not choosing that and not forgiving ourselves, we're like denying a free offer. Like yeah. we have nothing that we have to give in return. He's not asking anything. He says that there is fullness of joy found in me and you have the key. Like yep. it's just laying there. I yep. just, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And when we talk about in a little bit too, um, that, that just made me think of this as part of forgiveness too, is, um, going back to that first thing that I talked about, about my dad leaving. I think for a long time I held on to that as like, that was against me. Like mm-hmm. you did that. You left. And, um, in in the process of forgiving myself for actions that I did as I got older, I realized that I needed to forgive him for leaving. That it wasn't against me. It wasn't because he didn't love me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the reason why he left. Um, and once I was able to do that, that also gave me a lot of freedom. So I think the other thing is to be able to forgive other people, yeah. even if they don't ask for it, to just be able to forgive them. Because it it's not going to help you any to be angry or, or hold on to that. So I think sometimes we think, well, we can't forgive unless they're sorry, but why hold on to it? You know, Jesus, Jesus can handle that. He's got that. You don't have to hold on to that. That's really good. And I think too, for new believers, and I don't know, this just came to mind, but say somebody had been struggling in their high school years with drinking or smoking or whatever it is, like just anything, partying, whatever it is, the group of people, I feel like it's really easy to turn your backs to them. Like, oh, they are the ones that caused me to sin. Yep. And they aren't, like, like almost like you're above them. Yep. Like, talking about pride, like I did oh, yeah. last week. Yeah, like, totally. Just you are now because you have the Lord. Like, yes, you are, um, you're experiencing that fullness of joy, but those people are receiving the same forgiveness, the same key. You just happen to open that door with the key and find Christ in that. And I just, I think that's important too, to recognize that those people, that group that you went partying with or whatever it is, that 
those people are just as worthy of forgiveness as you are. And it's right there in front of them, just yeah. like it is for everyone. And it doesn't matter where you're at, who you are, what you've struggled, what you've done in your past, it does not matter. And I think that's the biggest thing is to, we, we always want to be like, well, I'm just like, I, I shouldn't do this. I mean, you know, there's things that I hold on to still to this day, like that I, I feel like, oh, I'm just not good enough. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to even talk about that. Or how can I lead a group when I'm not doing what I should be doing? Or, mm -hmm. you know, you, you kind of, you, you go into this cycle and I think, just to remember that we're all in different places that we're all in different journeys. Right. And we're all in, in with our spiritual journey. If you're a new Christian, um, or an old Christian, everybody's in a different spot yeah. and God meets you exactly where you're at. Even if you are still making mistakes and still your past still kind of creeps up and you do those things that you want to release and get rid of, he's still right there. He meet you, meets you exactly where you're at. Yeah. And I, there's nothing better than that. Right. There's no one that can do that for you other than him. Yeah. And back to holding on to yeah. holding on to your past and stuff. The consequence is like what you said, like the thoughts of, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Even however many years later that was that you experienced betrayal mm -hmm. and the feeling that you weren't good enough, you fill in the blank, yeah. has affected your life today. Mm -hmm. And so by not letting go of your past, it is almost it's pulling you further from the cross. It's Absolutely. pulling you further from your relationship with God. What are some steps that you could give this audience to take towards freedom from your past? Sure. Um, I think a lot of it is baby steps. So don't feel like you have to figure it all out at once or try to you know, be the super Christian and have a great relationship with Jesus. That takes time. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is to really seek um, good friendships, um, people that you can talk to and, um, pray about your past, pray about it to God to, to release you from that. Um, I, I don't care what you've done. I mean, it, it, my past is ugly. Some of the decisions I made were bad, but Jesus forgave me and I forgive myself. And now I can share that with other people. Um, but part of that too is I think, really digging deep in your heart and being able to just say, Jesus died for me. He loves me. He doesn't care about what I've done in my yeah. past. Like that is gone to him. Once you've asked for forgiveness, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And so if you can release that by studying his word, yes. by getting into a group, a Bible study, anything, it doesn't have to be something crazy, but just to start really seeing what he, how you're valued in him and that your past doesn't define you, you'll learn that as you study the word and as you meet with other believers and other people who have similar, you'll find out that you actually have similar things. I remember always thinking um, when I first started homeschool that I was so not good enough to be doing this homeschool thing. It's like, I am not as organized as these moms and I all that, like I'm not good enough and I'm gonna fail and it all came back again and I just had to go back to scripture. Like, no, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And I kept saying that over and over again. No, we're going to do this. It might not look like somebody else's, but that's okay. Because if God's in the driver's seat, I mean, he's going to lead you. And I don't know. That's just, that, that's what I do every day. Yeah. Memorizing <clears throat> the scripture. I love that too. Because knowing God is knowing God's word and knowing God's word is knowing God. Yeah. Like that exactly. is where you find the true connection by opening your heart and yes, surrounding yourself with people like-minded Christians, all mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. 
And even if, even if you have, you might have a season where you're, and I've had this, where I fall away from that, away from being in the word and God's just like, come back. Like I I got you. It's okay, but come back. You know, I think just give yourself grace because yeah, God gives us grace. It is. It's yeah. part of who we are. And, and I don't, I don't, I guess I'm thinking about these people who might be listening who are like, wow, that just seems like a lot of work. And like, I don't even know what to do. Just start with talking to him. Just start with talking to him. Just a relationship yeah. with Jesus is so big. And when you start talking to him and take time to listen, you'll want more. Yeah. yeah it's a, <laughs> you'll want more. Spiritual hunger. <laughs> yes. It's really good. Um, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but would you be willing to talk about your miscarriages? Sure. Go for it. Yeah, so um, she threw this one on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not prepared for this one. That's okay. Um, Winging it. Just miscarriages. Go. Yeah, so I had Hallie in 2002, our first child, no problem. Um, had a complicated pregnancy, ended up having an emergency C-section, but beautiful, perfect baby girl. Then within a couple of years, we're like, yeah, we want another one. So we tried and we got pregnant fairly quickly. And I went in to hear the heartbeat at like 12 weeks and um, there was no baby. It was just like what they called at the time a blighted ovum. So that was pretty tough. Um, and then, so we had to, I had to have a mis, or I miscarried that, but I had to take medication and have surgery and all that. That was pretty traumatic. I was pretty young. Um, and then, after that, there's a lot of things that happened, but probably just to kind of rein it in a little bit, um, we had several miscarriages after that. Uh, miscarriage early on, usually about 10, 12 weeks, and then we lost identical twin girls, which was our last miscarriage. Um, that was pretty traumatic. I, in all of that, I didn't really seek God. I just wanted to figure out what was wrong. And I don't remember really, I remember praying like, God, I don't want this to happen again. But I remember just feeling like Mark and I, my husband and I, wanted to figure out what was happening and why we weren't able to have another baby when we desired one so much and we couldn't yeah. figure out what was wrong. Um, we saw infertility specialists and all that, and we just couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, the babies just, they couldn't survive. Once I, you know, once they would try to attach, they couldn't survive, and we couldn't figure out why. So in that, we... Um, started looking into adoption and decided that we couldn't, we didn't know how much more we could handle. Maybe that was God's will is for us to adopt because we wanted Hallie to have a sibling really bad and we wanted, you know, one more child. And, um, so we started going down that road and, and then I found out I was pregnant again and it was in, I think it was like June and Hallie, Mark had taken Hallie to, uh, see a movie at, a local movie theater and I was home and he left and I got on my knees and I just prayed. I cried out. And that was the most I've done in this whole journey of just reaching out and begging God to please not take this baby from me. That if it's his will, I will get through it. And I know that, but in my heart, I just, I didn't know that I could do it. I honestly, I, we had been through a lot. It had been really hard. And, um, I was on my knees bawling, and I've never had this happen to this magnitude before, but I felt God's hand on my shoulder saying, you trust me, I will get you through this. And I remember just being like, whoa, okay, I do trust you. So whatever happens, happens, and we're going to make it. And then we went in for... um our ultrasound and 
I was so nervous. And it was like, I don't remember when we went in. Well, we went in for an ultrasound to see, it was like 16 weeks and we were going to hear the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And we brought Hallie with us because so far I had made it quite a ways. And we brought Hallie with us and I went back first just because if there wasn't a heartbeat, we wouldn't want her to see that or hear that. And they couldn't hear, hear it. So I was, I thought for sure we're going down this road again. And I, I, I just pray, God, please show us the heartbeat. Show us our baby, please make this baby live. And we went back and they did an ultrasound and there the baby was kicking and heart beating and it was just the wrong position to get the heart rate. So we had to do an ultrasound and it was awesome. So Hallie was able to see the baby and know that she was going to have a sibling. And yeah, that baby ended up being Addie. Oh my so. gosh, me. <laughs> so our, our, the, the other kids will be like, you're a miracle child. Yeah, you guys are so, welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Welcome. <laughs> you needed me for yes, this yes. <laughs> right now. Oh, mom. Um, but yeah, that oh. trust that you had to have in that was um, another time where I can just look back and be like, why didn't I trust him from the beginning? Because our, like, prideful, sinful nature just thinks that we can figure everything out. But man, the minute I let God have control, he was, he, he was good. He was gracious. So, I mean, just from hearing the story, I think you could say that through that experience, I'm sure he taught you so much, but the main thing was trusting him. Always trust him. Yes. Wow. I'm just blown away by that story. The, the chains that were binding you in you growing up as a teenager, but also the chains of needing that control and that desire for another child. How did God free you from that um, in any area? Was it more after the fact that you realized that that baby was me and it was alive? Um, or was it like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, I know what you're saying. Okay. I do. I get it. Um, I, I'll help you. I'll help thank you out. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think what you're asking, I think what you're, what you want me to say is like how, or share is how, um, how I was able to just let go and yeah. trust. That moment on the floor when I heard God and felt his hand, that was, we don't all get to experience that. Mm-hmm. I know that. And, and I think that was something very cr- crazy. When I say it out loud, it seems a little supernatural or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was it was an experience that has changed me forever because he's real he's so real that he wanted me to feel him he wanted me to know amber i'm so real and i've got your babies they're in heaven with me but i you know i you trust me and i will give you the desires of your heart if they're mine and i i think that's i know that that's when i really let go of my control and my needs. And I knew that if, if I didn't have this baby, that God had bigger plans and that's okay. God continued to have bigger plans as life went on. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nothing to do with you suddenly figuring out your plan or suddenly figuring out how you're going to do it. It was truly that supernatural event of you completely surrendering. Yes. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Unbelievable. Yep every bit of it. And I can tell you, I struggle with that still. Yeah. It's so hard to surrender everything. It's not in our normal makeup, right? We are very controlling yes. people and that's our sinful nature too. But when you can surrender a hundred percent, it's amazing what you will find and what you will hear and what he will let you see. The things yeah. that he's going to reveal yes. to you 
so now that you're not dwelling in this darkness, how might God do this for somebody else? Like somebody through this microphone and through this computer, how might God free them from that, that dwelling place of darkness and brokenness? What's like a little bit of light that you could shed onto them that are stuck in their past? What do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, what do you have to lose? Why not? Just seek him. Trust him. So if you don't, and you don't want to, or you think it might be weird, what do you have to lose to try? What do you have to lose? Right. What do you have to lose? Nothing. You can be stuck in your past, stuck in your in your depression, in your anxiety, in your ha- habits of whatever that you know are causing this, but why not let it all go? Trust him, build a relationship with him, and see what he does. And then, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh my gosh. Mom... <laughs> It was so good. I'm like blown away. No. I don't know. I just, that's, I, why not? Yeah. I've always said that though. Like you don't have anything to lose. There's nothing. The only thing you're going to lose is the ties, you know, and the chains that are holding you back from knowing really fully what God has for your life. I mean, don't you want to know that? Right. Don't you want to experience what God has for you or experience what all life is? If you're held back in your past and you're held back in your mistakes and you're held back in your head of you're not worth it or you're not good enough, then you're missing out. Yeah. And the only thing to lose truly, like by not, by not, um, seeking him and seeking that forgiveness, the only thing you're losing is a relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. freedom for Mm -hmm. eternity and true joy. Yeah. Like true joy from everything that's happening in your world that you are held back, you're in prison and you are not able to experience the fullness of joy because you can't surrender this past that is literally in your past. It's in your past for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Do you have anything else to add? Anything else to close out or to just wrap up? Thanks for having mom on. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. You guys, this was, I'm just blown away. I feel so, like, renewed and refreshed. Like, I just feel so glad. Me too. (laughs) I'm so happy that you were able to join me, even though you've been throwing up all day. Thanks. (laughs) But, oh my goodness. God knew I needed to get on here. (laughs) So, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did and we did. We had so much fun with this, and I hope that this just gives you a little bit of encouragement to leave your past in the past and to just take that risk for your relationship with Christ to leave it behind and to enter into freedom and fullness of joy with your heavenly father. I love you guys so much and thank you for joining us today on It's Abundance, the podcast. Wait, mom has something to say. Hey guys, I just wanted to offer if anybody had any um, questions or just wanted to talk about you know stuff in your past and kind of my journey a little bit deeper um i can share some more and just kind of talk with you i'd love to be there for you so just reach out to Addie on her instagram and she'll get you in contact with me because i don't check my instagram i don't even know how to use it <laughs> we, we love a real a real honest mom <laughs> okay anyway guys i love you